When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name is Sam Delaney. Well, hey, here we are together again. This is the Friday morning show we should point out for reasons of uh, historical accuracy that we're actually recording this on Thursday evening, about half an hour. Full disclosure. Yeah, about half an hour before the England match kicks off. So you'll get no kind of um, reaction at any of that in this episode. You can. Is that game tonight? Yes. Is that game tonight? It starts in 25 minutes. You knew that. I thought you knew that, really, didn't you? I didn't know. Because this is a, I didn't know. This is a top football podcast. No, listen, I thought this silly England game was tomorrow night. I have that little interest in <laughs> England friendlies that there's no way I'd watch any of them, let alone this one, which is a daft exhibition match, which makes a, a mockery of the existence of uh, England friendlies, as if they weren't regarded as a, a as a absurd circus anyway. I mean, listen, Wayne Rooney... I think I've said before on this podcast. I think people will look back at Wayne Rooney as an absolute legend. There's little that he didn't achieve hmm. in the game, you know. Hmm. Apart from in his international career, he's got more caps than any outfield player. He's got more goals hmm. than any other England player ever. So if people say, "Well, he's not really a legend," what they mean by that is he never he never won a World Cup or a European Championship. But that's like everyone who ever plays for England. Because England aren't traditionally a very good team. So if, if if that's your criteria, then that means outside of the 11 men who played in the 66 World Cup final, no one's a legend. So if you put them to one side, outside of that, Rooney is the most successful England player since 1966. What I would say to that is that um, I don't think he ever did anything truly outstanding in an England shirt at a major major tournament. I mean, he had a, a good first tournament in 2004 when he burst onto the scene, but he, he never sort of took a match by the scruff of the neck and, and dragged England into a quarter-final or a semi-final or anything like that. And I think he's got as many caps and as many goals as he has, not because he was an outstanding player, but just through sheer endurance, just because he started when he was as young as he was. And if he'd, if he'd been... If he hadn't been that protégé, if he'd matured into the player he'd become when he was like 20 or 21, he would have only had something like 95 England caps and maybe he's 30. Yeah, but that that by definition makes him a great player, a player who came onto the scene at 16 and was almost immediately good enough 
to play uh, international football. And that back in the days as well, when it was a lot harder to earn a cap than it is now, yeah. by the way. Now they dish them out to anyone. They dish them out like fanny powder these days. Right? <laughs> well, but back yeah. then, back then it was tough to get an England cap. He was good enough, age 16, to play at senior level. I think he started when he was 17 in the end. And he sustained that level of quality. Mm. Don't forget, in a fantastic United side, you know, for uh, all of those years and combine that with playing and scoring for England. So I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And it is one other thing about Wayne Rooney, right? Is that people will talk about other players who, who they might say were legends. Let's say Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, David Beckham. All great players, right? Wayne Rooney, if you compare him to Lineker, Owen and Shearer, the three best strikers that went before him, right, yeah. in the decades before him, they all scored particular type of goals. So Lineker was a, was a quick kind of poacher. Mm. Um, Shearer was a, a, a target man, you know, and uh, Owen was obviously this sort of lightning quick um Like a piece of silver striker. paper on the wind. Precisely that. Wayne Rooney was all of those things in one and more, right? He was not a bloke. <laughs> Who was just one? He was. He was. He was. He was more than three dimensions. He was possibly four. <laughs> he might have been the first ever five-dimensional player. I don't know, right? But he he could score. He could play. He could he could score headers at the back post. He could score free kicks, volleys. He could slow score solo goals. He's done. He toured when he was young. He tore defenses apart with his pace, just like Michael Owen. He had the lot, you know, and he sustained it for years. Mm. So I think. You know, so so basically, what's happening at Wembley tonight is that he's being celebrated for being let let's just say a freak of nature, who matured. Yeah, I mean, early. listen, I think that he's a great player and an England legend. That doesn't mean that I agree with what's taking place at Wembley tonight. I think that's silly. He's being celebrated for being a freak of nature, like some kind of exhibit in a Victorian circus. That is what has happened. A Victorian grotesquerie, yeah. which he does look like someone Whoa. you would have in a Victorian in a jar. Yeah, you know, I Massive once Belgium. got um, well, you know, in my award-winning show that you were an occasional contributor to, Sam Delaney's news yeah. thing on on a, on a channel that we dare not mention anymore. Yeah. Right? You've gone, you've well, gone slightly quieter, as if you're imparting some kind of secret information that, that people aren't going to be able to hear you know anyway. What? Do you know one one of the reasons I'm being quiet? is that I um, asked my daughter if I could use her bedroom to record this podcast. And she said to me, no, because I've heard you before doing your podcast, right? And you're always giving it all this, uh, I've been forced to do it in my daughter's bedroom. And and she's going, and you're always going on about how me and mum bully you and you're not allowed to do things around the house. She went, and that's rubbish. And she went, and I'm going to listen in tonight. And if I hear you coming out of any of that stuff, I'm going to come in. Which, in, in in a way, is her almost confirming the points that I've been making, Definitely, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Totally. She reckons she's listening like the Stasi in East Germany. Yeah. That's what I want to start calling her and my if missus, the, the Stasi. If only there was some way she could listen back to a recording of this episode somehow in the future. They are the Stasi. Do you know what they said the other day? Oh. Right. They were taking the mickey out of me for something that is stupid, right? I can't... I mean, you're the last person I should tell this because you'll have every sympathy with them and none with me. But in a moment of madness last year, right, I was at work at Talk Radio and everyone was going on about Black Friday on Amazon. Yeah. And they were rushing around talking about the bargains they'd got. And there was blokes buying widescreen TVs and stuff like that. <laughs> and everyone went, 
Sam, you've got to get involved in this. I said, I don't need a TV. Oh, I'll get a PlayStation. I said, I don't need a PlayStation. I've got one. And they're like, you've got to get something, mate. Look what we've got. And they'd all got loads of stuff. And I succumbed to peer pressure and started looking for something, anything to buy. It's Black Friday. You've got to get something. It's the law. That's what I felt like. Yeah, I was that, I was that idiot, right? And I was looking in the sections by discount, which is so moronic. It's like, yeah, I'm not looking for things that I, not thinking what do I need, and then looking for it and see if there's a discount. Yeah. I instead search by discount. By so I click on the off. 40% <laughs> yeah. off, right? And I'm thinking, what, what could I do with air? And there's a Philips electric toothbrush that is like the mother of all electric yeah. toothbrushes, right? It's got six or seven different settings, yeah. right? One for whitening, one for, you know, I mean, you'd think they should do all these things. One just says, like, intensive clean. And you're like, well, that's I'd expect that as standard. It does your vagina. Various other it, bloody things. It does your vagina yeah. and your anus at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I've seen it and it's black and it looks the business and it's got almost like a wireless charger. Spies and I'm like, fucking hell, this is amazing, right? Anyway, recommended retail price was over 100 quid. Right? Yeah. It was like 120 or something yeah. mental. No, that was it. It was 150 quid, and they were flogging it for 75. Wow. And you know the end of this story. I bought it, of course right? It did. But I've never lived it down, because they found out, and it, I admit now, yeah, it was a stupid thing. <laughs> anyway, they said, to, they they brought it, they bring it up from time to time, and the other day they went, stupid, they were telling someone, they were humiliating me in front of some, in front of companies, said, well, he bought this toothbrush, the idiot, for 75 quid, and he thought it was a bargain because it was reduced to 150 quid. Why waste the money on a toothbrush? And I said, yeah, yeah. And I said, but it's got seven settings. And they said, yeah, we wouldn't mind, but we know you only use one. And I said, how do you know how many settings I use? And they both went at the same time, we hear you, right? And I'm like, you listen to me cleaning my teeth that closely to pick up on the sounds of different settings on my brush. And they go, yeah, that's right. We hear you every night. And we always think to ourselves, ha, still using the same old setting, are you? What a waste of money. (laughs) They're the bloody Stasi. Who who does that? Who listens to a man cleaning his teeth? That's one of that's that's a father. That's one of a few father's few personal private pleasures. That's my time, cleaning my teeth. But clearly not because they're at the bloody bathroom door with a glass. <laughs> Have they got a clipboard or something like they're writing it down each night? Monday, yeah. July the seventh, one setting. Tuesday, <laughs> July the eighth, one setting. <laughs> <laughs> all those other six settings i might as well have taken oh, the cash you. and set fire to it yeah i mean look obviously they are stupid you were going to say something though you were you, you sort of leaned yeah in it was about gonna... that program oh it was about a lady in a jar oh, we were talking oh, yeah. about victorian grotesqueries yeah. and one it must have been a slow news week because we read in the paper that the the country's best or perhaps only lady in a jar from a circus of freak yeah. shows was retiring something to do with her spine so i said to one of the researchers see if we can get to do one last appearance right so they they called her up and she came all the way from down in cornwall yeah right where she was operating yeah and uh, she brought her jar and she did it on the show live and it was spectacular she climbed inside the jar and i sang to her on the show <laughs> lady in a jar but to the tune of lady in red by christa burke christ it was a great moment of television. Is this another one? It was what Lord. It was what Lord Reith had in mind, Andy. Educate 
inform and entertain all in one Lady go. Lady in a jar is dancing with me. She wasn't dancing. In a jar. I tell you what, though, if you've never seen it, I'll share the clip. Or if you ever get the opportunity to see a woman contort her body inside a small jar, yeah. then take it because it, 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 you need to see it to believe you it. Know, you know, somehow we're going to do a special episode from that haunted house in Pontefract. I think we should also do another yeah. special episode where we're both in a jar. Not the same jar, separate mm. jars. Live from inside a jar. <laughs> Two jars. <laughs> Live from inside a jar in Birmingham City Centre. <laughs> in the, in the Bullring Shopping Centre. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make a note yeah. of it. We could, okay, I'm up for that. We could possibly do it at a later date. Maybe not. This, this is it. it. So we can't talk about the um, the England match, the Wayne Rooney. Well, let's guess what's, what's going to happen. I think uh, Rooney's going to come on. I think it's already been announced. He's going to come on in about 70 minutes. He'll wear the number 10 shirt. Um... Fabian Delph will hand over the captain's armband, which in itself tells yeah. you the kind of level that we're operating at. Fabian Delph is the captain. I know. Um, so that'll happen. And then I think at the end, there'll be, you know, like how you get pop-up shops. There'll mm. be like a pop-up kitchen that they'll, they'll bring out from yeah. the centre circle. And Phil Bardsley will come out and knock Wayne Rooney out, mm. spark out. Oh, yeah, Like he great. did that time in his kitchen and that'll bring it all to an end. I wish Eamon Andrews was still going because oh, we yeah. could get him out on the pitch. I wish that go, most days. You go, Wayne, do you remember this voice? <laughs> and it'd be Phil Bardsley going, have that, you twat. <laughs> Is he and dead? Go, oh, it's Phil Bardsley. I think he's dead. He might be dead. Yeah. Now, do you remember this voice, Wayne? And it's like, it's five quid for a blowy <laughs> or ten quid for full service. <laughs> That's right. It's the geriatric who you paid for sex in two thousand uh, in two thousand and two. <laughs> Miss Rita Earnshaw. Sadly, she can't be with us tonight because she's ninety-five and in a retirement home in Carlisle. We've got her on live satellite link up. Hello, Wayne. I've got fond memories of the time you came in to the knocking shop. And I gave you blowy, and you were right shy back then, because you were only a young lad, like. And you said you were in a hurry because you'd, you'd nipped out and you told Colleen you were coming home with a bag of chips for a tea. So you only had time for a quick suck-off. And that's what I gave you. And I've treasured the memories ever since. And you, you let me have a photo with you after. <laughs> so that's what we reckon's going to happen in tonight's mm. England match. And obviously it'll be a nil-nil draw. No, he'll come on and score a pen. Oh, do you think that'll happen? A contrived the, penalty. The USA will give away one of those like deliberate penalties so they can oh. take one and score the I winner mean, right at the end. I'm, I'm not. I am not joking. I am being deadly serious. This makes a mockery of football. This is this is on the level of one of those games that Robbie Williams and his mate set up. Yeah. Where they get fucking Ainsley Harriet to play. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and then a load of overweight fucking, fucking Kev, Kenny Sansom and all the rest of them are playing on the former pros June, team. June Brown comes on. She gets a game. Fucking Ray Parker Jr. gets a game. All of that. Yeah, of course he does. Basil Brush. Yeah. The geezer who did Basil Brush. The geezer who did Basil Brush before the geezer who did Basil Brush. Yeah. All the geezers. Morecambe and Wise. No, not them. <laughs> Cannon and Bull. Eamon Andrews. 
Eamon, the ghost of Eamon Andrews summoned by a Ouija board to play an, at right back. That's <laughs> that's, that would be something. That's just reminded me, you were going to tell a little story about a haunted house in the last episode and you didn't have time for it. So we said we'd... we'd oh, just quickly. So if you might remember that a couple of weeks ago, last week I told you a story about my brother-in-law who whose friend died was murdered by his father when he was a kid in new jersey yeah and then horrifically he had to move in to that friend's house after his own house burnt down and the friend haunted him for years horrible anyway the reason that story came up is because my sister was telling me i was having a chat with my sister about ghosts as i spoke about it and i remembered the reason it had come up is that she was here and she was doing a bit of work she's making a film um a commercial for a hotel chain and she was ma- she was making it at a hotel in Wiltshire, and she'd mentioned that it was a famously haunted hotel. It's regarded as like Britain's most haunted hotel or something. So then I saw her on Friday, and I said, "I was working in a haunted hotel." She went, "Oh yes, um, yeah. I uh, I heard the ghost. I didn't see it, but I heard it because I had to sleep in a room where it operates a lot." And Ooh. I said, "Oh, what 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 was it like?" She went, "It was. It's a child ghost, and oh. its name is Screaming Daryl." there's a ghost in a hotel in Wiltshire a child ghost called Screaming Daryl that's brilliant isn't it it's the best name for a ghost that I've heard I'm pretty sure I've got a couple of 12 inch singles in the loft by Screaming Daryl I'm sure I have 1989 I think yeah they were sort of new wave were they new wave would you say Screaming Daryl I think they came on the back of Pixies they were like a Pixies rip off group oh okay (laughs) yeah so anyway Screaming Daryl um Maybe we do that. If we're going to do a few podcasts from strange places, like a couple of jars, the haunted yeah. house in Pontefract, perhaps we go to Scoob and Daryl's Hotel in Wilshire and do maybe one we'll there just, as well. Maybe we'll if, just take the jars to anywhere that's haunted and we'll, wherever somewhere's haunted, we'll do the podcast in the jars to protect us from yeah, the Yeah, because then we're safe from the ghosts. A yeah. ghost can't get into a jar. Ghosts can't pass through jars. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Listen, even though there's no uh, top-flight Premier League action on this week, and there's going to be some um, friendlies and some of that, fucking Nations League stuff going on again so we'll do our usual predictions but for that so we'll have even oh. less chance of racking up any points oh my god yeah we got no bloody chance with well, this well I believe ResultSpot has downloaded some software with all of the form and the 
results of the the teams that are yeah, in this. Of course so he has. you know he'll have an even more chance of getting them right than, than we have. Uh, first up, Netherlands versus France Friday night. Sounds like an intoxicating encounter. Netherlands France in the Netherlands yeah. is gonna be Netherlands nil France two. Whoa, bold. Yeah, I'm gonna say one the du- one. The Dutch are in a right state. One all. Okay. Yeah, I think the Dutch are getting better. They're on the comeback. Are they? And um, one nil says results. But here's a curveball for you: Saudi Arabia versus Yemen. International friendly. Mm. Uh, I fancy Saudi Arabia. I fancy Saudi Arabia to win that 2-1. They're going to nick it. Do you reckon? Is that based on any information yeah, well, you've got? Well, they've been going in for the old murdering journalists recently yeah. over there. Yeah. And so far it feels as if they've got away with it. And I think that might put a little bit of a buzz in their yeah, national yeah, team. a bit of confidence. They're a little bit of a swagger. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, listen... We kill journalists and we get away with it. Yeah. So we can beat the Yemenis. We can achieve anything in a friendly quite yeah. easily. All right, you're going two one. Yeah. I think three nil to the Saudis, based on exactly what right. you just said there. Um, yeah. Italy versus Portugal in the aforementioned Nations Whoa. League. Shall I go first with this one? Because it feels unfair that you do them yeah. first all the time. I think this is going to be um, another one one. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a close game. But I'm, I'm actually going to say 1-0 Italy. Oh, we're going with results bot on that one. Okay. I am, yeah. And results bot. Just input his result prediction. 1-0! Um, yeah. 1-0 to Italia. Fucking points! Results bot has um, split up with that leaf blower he was seeing. Has he? Was yeah, because he said that it was on it. he said it was, it was he wanted to see other machines. Right. He did. He reckons he, he he reckons it wasn't the right time for him to commit to one yeah. mechanical device because he said his life's changing. He has new opportunities every day, and that he's not not ready to be tied down. So he's kicked the leaf blower, kicked it to the curb. Mm, he'll regret that eventually because the, 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 you know he the, probably will. It, it but I think the leaf forever. blower is better off out of it. Mm. This level of success he's got at the minute doesn't last forever. It's tough at the yeah. top. Well, I reckon that he's thinking yeah, it doesn't last forever, so cash in while you can, and then crawl mm. back to the leaf blower in a couple of years and hope that she's still yeah. up for it. Or he, I don't know what the gender of the leaf blower is. Is it is gender fluid? Exactly, and they'll start a business together on Amazon Marketplace, <laughs> importing candles from China and fanny then powder. selling them for a profit. Iron yeah. fanny powder. Fanny powder can. We can go into the iron powder business together. <laughs> I will import it. We can. And you can model it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have made iron powder legal in the state of California. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before the government do it here. <laughs> get the in key on the will be floor. to get to market first <laughs> and brand it successfully. <laughs> <laughs> I am lobbying my MP regularly. <laughs> I know I let you down in the past when I was flying high on top like time machine. I am sorry. Please, we can make a go of it together in the iron violence business. <laughs> I have changed. I have been rebooted. I can love again. I can love harder and stronger. Can you find it 
in your leaf blower heart to forgive me. Oh God! Um, Albania versus Scotland. <laughs> Bloody hell! What a game this is going to be. Imagine all the Scots out in Albania. I've been to Albania. Have you? Nice. It's a fucking shit. Well, yeah, it's pretty mental. <laughs> no, it's not actually. I mean, Tirana is fucking madness. But yeah. it's not a shithole. I mean, it's obviously it's quite poor. But um, they've got this. They had this mad mayor who I think might now be prime minister there called Eddie Rama, <laughs> like who was this. a former. He was a former. Look him up. He is mad. I went to interview him in his mayoral office, and he um, and he started showing me all these pictures because he'd been an activist before he'd become a politician, and he'd been protesting in some sort of anti-fascist thing. And had, and ended up in. He's a big bloke. I mean, he looked like a hard nut, like a football hooligan. And I think he sort of had been. And he'd he'd really got involved on the streets in this anti-fascist protest. And and had a big row. And his face was all smashed in and bleeding. And he and he delighted in showing. He goes, oh, I was there making a documentary for the yeah. BBC. He, he goes, Oh yes, you're here from the BBC. Hey, take a look at this. I bet you don't see your politicians back home doing this kind of thing. And he's fucking showing me all these mental pictures of him just having a tear up in the streets with blood all over him. And I've got to admit, I was impressed. And I said, what else have you been doing for this city then? And he went, I painted uh, the people very depressed because they are poor and it is violent. So I decided to brighten things up. And he invested in, he was an artist as well. And he invested in getting all of the buildings all over the country, uh, all over the city, just painted colourfully right. in an array of bright colours. Yeah. And so it gave the city a really cool They've look. They've done that in North Korea as well, though, haven't they? Really? Yeah, well, well Michael Pearl. All the best places recently. are doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, Eddie Rama's a good bloke. Albania's all right. Um, I think it'll be 2-1 Albania. Oh, I've got a bit of a loyalty to Albania, and I'm going to say they're going to beat um, Scotland. That's going to be a But I tell you what, the, Scot- the travelling fans, the Tartan army, yeah. will have a great fucking night out in Tirana. Yeah, Rod Stewart will be there, won't he? Oh, my God. I didn't tell you this. I saw Rod Stewart in person <laughs> right. in White City, West London, yeah. on Friday. Yeah. I was sitting there with a, with my mate in a in a cafe bar, and we we're doing a bit of work. And now in White City in West London, it's where the BBC used to be, and now all the big TV studios are there. And we were in a cafe near it, and my mate's giving me a right dig with his elbow in the ribs. Yeah. And I've looked up. I thought, what's he up to? I've looked up. Well, Rod is shuffling by. I'm not joking. Five foot from where I'm sat. Fucking with hell. a big grin on his face. Yeah. He's got a copy of the standard under his arm, right? <laughs> right? On the other arm, on the other arm, he's got an NHS crutch. You know, the standard issue when you get yeah. in the NHS when yeah. you've done your ankle, right? That he's leaning on. He's hobbling, right? He's wearing a tunic that was embroidered in velvet <laughs> patterns that looked like some curtains from your nan's house, yeah. right? And his hair was just full Rod Stewart. Full Rod. Right. And then he had these sort of Gucci slippers, yeah. like slippers that were velvet, right, and were all furry on the inside, like really luxurious slippers that he was shuffling along in. I know all of this sounds like a mad dream, but I'm telling you, there was other people there who saw it. Everyone fell silent, and he knew the whole room as yeah. he walked through it, was looking at him, yeah. and he just chuckled to himself. Because he's Rod Stewart. And Penny Lancaster, Pe- Penny Lancaster was behind him, 
and a couple of other people, like some sort of entourage. And he was just grinning and laughing to himself because he was just thinking, that's right, cunts. I'm Rod (laughs) Stewart. Stewart, Have a good fucking look. Drink it in. Yeah. I've got a crutch and a copy of the standard. And that, and guess what else? I'm in my fucking slippers. <laughs> and so would you be if you were Rod Stewart. Now go on, fuck off. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? I don't even need the fucking crutch. It's purely <laughs> an affectation. everyone out. So fuck you. And even if I did fucking need the crutch, I could afford a good antique one, you know, or one of them pimp canes with jewels on. But just for a laugh, I've been up the local A&E even though I don't pay tax in this country anymore because I live in LA and I've got one off of our hard-working NHS for a fucking giggle. I got this one out the bin round the back. It was next to some organs. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I'm yeah, there's Stuart. a load of kidneys round there as well and I've stuffed some of them in my bag. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to have a crumpet now. Ta-da. And a wank. You know, I, have you, have you, I'll have a crumpet and a wank. Uh, yeah, I know my missus, who's 30 years younger than me, is behind me, but she don't care. <laughs> Uh, have you read his book? I haven't have you yet, read, no. Read, Is it good? Fucking read it. It's sensational. Is it? One of the great takeouts from it is he goes, a lot of people wonder why I've managed to pull so many amazing birds, <laughs> considering I'm not really that much of a looker. Yeah. He goes, the answer is confidence. Never walk into a bar and wait. He goes, the, as soon as you clock a nice, pretty girl, just go straight up to her. Shows confidence. I've always relied on the same chat line. <laughs> My entire life, from my teenage years to the very day, and it's worked on on every bird, more or less. I go straight up to them, bold as brass, and I say, hello, darling, what you got in your handbag? <laughs> you go, it's a, it's a conversation starter. It breaks the ice. That's brilliant. Sometimes they'll tell you, sometimes they won't, but either way, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Yeah. That was amazing. Seeing Rod Stewart. Poor. Yeah. It's amazing, mate. Amazing experience. Probably the highlight of my week. Definitely. Even though you do three podcasts with me. This is it. Um, final yeah. final match prediction. We're we're going back to League One and we're gonna look at Sunderland versus Wickham Wanderers. Saturday three PM. Mm. Any thoughts about that? Well obviously you're gonna win this. I've no I know what your form is because you've won seven back to back games. Yeah, no. I do I do not know what Wickham's form is at all. Neither do I, Sam. But so <laughs> you don't pay don't any attention to your own league. We just turn up and win. Alright, two two 2-0 to the Black Cats. Oh, that's what I've put as well. 2-0 to the Black Cats. Um, right, I reckon that's about it, because I want to go and watch this England match before Rooney comes on. I might put this episode out right I'm afterwards. <clears throat> right afterwards, and then I'm not... see if any of our predictions came true for that. Um, I'm not going to watch the England gag, because I never watch England friendlies, but I'll tell you what I will be watching. I will be finishing watching a film my wife and I started the other day, which we found after a deep search through, I think, Netflix right. or Sky. I can't tell remember which. That. Well, we've discussed, haven't we, that all films are shit now. Yeah. You can't find good films. So you have to do a really deep search. And I found a film called Contraband starring Mark Wahlberg. Okay. He's a former smuggler <laughs> who's got out of the game to go legit. What was he smuggled? But, fanny powder. Uh, fanny powder, yeah. And and also iron filings. <laughs> and uh, he has to do one last job because his brother-in-law is a dickhead, has fallen foul of the local gangster's and owes them loads of money and the gangsters have said if you don't pay us we're going to kill you and all your family including your your brother-in-law and your sister and all their kids far-fetched i know but whatever so Wahlberg goes fuck it i'm gonna fuck it i'm going to south america to get some hundred percent pure weight fanny powder that'll get us out of this scrape but i've got to tell you 
watching the film, which is obviously brilliant. You can probably tell that from my description. It's got so much about rogue deliveries of containers on dark (laughs) docks in the dead of night. You're watching it and you can't help but think of fanny powder smuggling and our descriptions of it. And then I'm thinking maybe me and Andy need to do a screenplay called Fanny Powder, yeah. which is British, about a British Fanny Powder smuggler. Yeah. Maybe in the in the swinging 60s when yeah. it first started. And he could be like a Michael Kager. Have you got my bloody Fanny Powder or what? <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. When all the characters, though, okay. are inside glass jars. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Fanny Powder, well, they were well known in the 60s around the East End. They were called the Jar Boys. Yeah. They were a bunch of fanny powder smugglers, weren't they? Who all who all hid in jars because they, they knew that ghosts couldn't pass through jars. Glass jars. And the only thing that any of them were scared of was not other firms, was not even plod. It was ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And their, their henchmen would pull, push them around on trolleys inside their big glass jars <laughs> around the docks. <laughs> That's the only thing that can stop our operation now is ghosts. Ghosts. That's why I want you all to climb into these jars. <laughs> we'll be fanny powder millionaires by the end of the year. <laughs> as long as these ghosts don't stop us. Right, don't give too much of it away because fucking someone will nick that. No, it's a strong to, story. Pitch though. it to Netflix. We'll, we'll just quickly end with yeah. some news without news as usual. Some headlines. Yeah. Give us some marks out of 10 if you don't mind, Sam. Here we go. Man crashes truck into courthouse to let officials know his drug paraphernalia has been stolen. Mm, ten. Okay. Japan's cybersecurity minister admits he has never used a computer. <laughs> uh, eight. Russians dressed up as cardboard bus attempt to cross vehicle-only bridge. Uh, nine. Have you seen the footage of that I've got one? to go back to that Japanese geezer, though. <laughs> <laughs> what he's the technology minister. He's the cyber security minister. Never used the computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do to tighten up security from attacks, perhaps from the Russians or Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Download Norton or something. <laughs> well, you must have a better plan than that. What do you do with your own computer? My own computer. What are you I talking about? Never used one in my life, mate. I can't. What's wrong with a pad and paper? No one's hacking that. I tell you that for nothing. <laughs> Next question. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, a bubbling pool of mud is on the move and no one knows why. Oh, ten. (laughs) Ten. There it is. That's Top Flight Time Machine for this week, or for this weekend anyway. Uh, We're going to be on TalkSport Friday night from 10pm till 1am and it'll be exactly Mm. like an episode of Time Machine but without the swearing and the legally dubious material. Fanny Powder Special, although we've spoken to the station bosses and they have insisted that we refer to it as vaginal powder <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> Still works, though, doesn't it? Still works. Still works, yeah. Listen out for that, I then. I think this is t- something to do with a sponsorship deal, I don't know. Yeah, it must be, yeah. All right, thanks for listening. We'll be back after the weekend. Bye-bye. Ta-da. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.